0: Hey, everybody, this is Chuck Everson from Villanova University, and welcome to the Big East Rewind. The Big East Rewind came about when Sonny Sparrow and I from Syracuse University were on a recruiting trip and became friends. And we've been friends ever since. And we had a bond that is developed over playing in the very tough Big East Conference. The Big East Rewind is all about Big East basketball, old school style with the battles and stories that came about during our time playing in the Big East from the perspective of the media, coaches, former players, and even officials. So we hope you enjoy the Big East Rewind. Welcome to the
1: Big East Rewind. Today, we have a very unique episode. Today, we are going to discuss NIL. And it doesn't stand for NIL. That stands for Name, Image, and Likeness and what it's going to mean to the NCAA and athletes across the country at any division, any level. We have Gene Smith and Chris Wright from Georgetown as our guests as we discuss some of the potential windfalls and potential downfalls with the NIL licensing agreement. So sit back, listen,
0: relax, enjoy the Big East Rewind. Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of The Big East Rewind. And today, I've enlisted the soulful sounds of the late great Marvin Gaye <laughs> to help me introduce my co-host today. You know the words. Sunny, In my life filled with rain. <laughs> you got it. My man. So <laughs> Sonny Sparrow ladies and gentlemen the fabulous Sonny Sparrow is with us today as always who doesn't love Sonny Sparrow these days I tell you what thanks, you're Chuck. thanks Chuck Gene he's got
1: way too much time on his hand don't you think
0: <laughs> so listen you know I, I'm, I'm gonna jump right into this because I got I got I got some beef that I have to get out and my man Gene is gonna understand exactly what we're talking about so with us today first we got Chris Wright who is a Georgetown Hoya player from 2008 to 2011, and does a uh, podcast called The Dog Talk, and he's uh, he's also a professional player in Italy, and does a great job, and was one of the best uh, uh, assist guys and steal guys in Hoya history. So we're thankful that uh, Chris is with us today, and of course the Secretary of Defense, the main man in the Hoya locker room, Genie Smith is with us today. So how are you, Gene? I'm
2: awesome. I'm awesome. Great to be back with you guys. Um, well, Sunny, I'm Sunny. I'm not
0: gonna sing a verse,
2: um,
0: but it's always good. Hoping so you would join in on the chorus, man. <laughs>
2: That's
0: why I, I bought the Marvin Gaye edition. The other edition was a little flat. I love Marvin Gaye, so I had the Marvin Gaye edition. So that was good. But just I got so, so here, just
2: so you know, Chris Wright has a lot of rain, So I'm sure
0: he was grooving to the Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, no, I, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, that's what I grew up on. I want to say appreciate you guys
0: for having me on
3: here. Appreciate you, Chuck. T-
0: and, yeah, um, and, and absolutely, man, you know. And the Big East, as Gene will tell you, is one big family. So right. um, in that regard, I do I do have to ask you, Gene, because, you know, you, you've been around Sonny and I enough now between Facebook Lives and all the different podcasts we've done. He's always given me grief about my background, correct? Yes? Okay. Yes, yes. I think both Sonny and I I did that You might have even jumped in. I don't know. I'm not saying I was getting ganged up on. But I think you might have jumped in just a little bit. So I got to spend time with Sonny on vacation the last three days. You know, my wife Kathy and his wife Angela were hanging out. The four of us were hanging out having some fun. And, uh, you know, he sent a lot of subliminal messages to me, Gene. You know, I take a shower. It's an orange towel. I come in. The forks and knives are orange i come in he's wearing orange t-shirts orange boxes and and you believe it you know i asked for grapefruit juice he gave me orange juice gene it was one of these things you know what i'm saying and then we go get an ice cream chico put that picture up for me Chico. he gets syracuse ice creams uh, uh gene orange orange and vanilla ice cream he can't so i look at the orange aid on the background there he can't. He can't get away from it subliminally. Help himself. Hit me with all the orange stuff. It didn't work. I still. I still got the blue wildcat stuff here.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, nothing, sir. Nothing subliminal about it. It's right in your face. <laughs> it's right yeah. in your I face. Mean,
0: That's hey, right. listen, man.
1: I, I'm lucky.
2: Um, you know, again. Uh, I mean, Chuck. I've known you longer than I've known Sonny, But I. But I gotta say, there's nothing subliminal about Sunny. <laughs> it's just not straight, direct to the point.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. I appreciate you, Gene. That's true. Yes, sir. But we had a yes, great sir. time, and uh, and we're going to have a great time today too, talking with you guys. Uh, you know, so how how is it going, Gene, with the uh, with the Hoya locker room? Let's catch us up to speed on that first of all.
2: Well, Hoya locker room is, um, you know, I, I've been, um, you know, trying to uh, not necessarily stretch it, but I've been trying to include the DMV. Uh, more so, I had a my last episode was with Kurt Troublesmith, who is actually Charles Smith's brother, okay. who played at Georgetown, and it was one of those deals where because Villanova keeps coming down to our territory and pinching our players, I thought maybe I'll, I'll broaden this a little bit, and bring in the DC basketball community, and okay. Chris p- Chris Wright, please feel free to speak to that, sir, please.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm having some tef- technical difficulties right now, my youngest child is- <laughs> If you need
2: to bow out, you don't have to take the mic.
3: <laughs> is having a bath, but, um, yeah, man, you know, so just to piggyback on what Gene said, um, Hoy Locker Room is the beginning of the Dog Talk podcast, which is our podcast, right? Right. And I even had a conversation with Chris Jenkins, who is one, a Villanova legend for his shot that he hit, and, you know, rightfully so. Um but the, the DMV area, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he was his school is his high school is a rival high school to mine. He went to Gonzaga High School, which is rival high school to St. John's. Yep. Um but if you look at all the national championship teams, probably in the last five, six years, it's always a kid or two from
0: the DMV from our from our area. <laughs> well, I'm not rubbing it in, but we had a guy named Josh Hart, I believe is from that area, right? A kid named Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> pretty good all they, rookie team that's yeah, not bad
3: he's, he's pretty solid player though. so it's always a kid or two from the um
0: dmv so we
3: got to get better at
0: recruiting i think is from there for counting i mean i think phil Who's booth that? is from that area right oh, yes
3: phil absolutely well phil is from baltimore but we'll take that, take that. <laughs> so yeah so you know the dmv is always as well as syracuse syracuse also recruits the yes. dmv you know that's
0: always been a staple so Yep, Carmelo. Well, there's no rule that says Georgetown gets all the DC guys, Gene. I'm, you know, no, no,
2: no rule. But you asked me about Hoyle locker I'm just telling you. I'm trying to have some bandwidth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, know. I know. I love that.
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to do a little CYH.
0: <laughs> I hear you. I know. Hey, Patrick you know, got a kid coming in this year from my high school. You know. What's um, his name? Uh, Jordan Riley. He's he's real, real, okay. yeah, real good kid. He, he plays way over the rim, you know. And uh, his mom actually was a cheerleader when I was a senior on <laughs> my team for my team, so yeah. I know the family for a long time, really good. So
2: how'd you get how'd you guys miss him?
0: <laughs> yeah, I tried. You I, <laughs> Listen, I you know, I, and I'll tell you a funny story because. You know, the kid comes down and, and windmill dunks on a kid. And I went, oh, my goodness, I have to, you know, let me find out more about this kid. So I talked to his mom and she says to me, I said, you know what he has to do? And he goes, yeah, he's got to stay humble and hungry. I said, what did you say? I said, oh, that's Jay Wright's exact words that he uses. So I called, I called Mike Nardi and I, I, don't think, I don't think they had scholarships this year or too many. Uh, and I think that that's kind of he got stuck in uh, in a numbers game more than anything else. But he you watch out for him because he's going to be really, really good. You know, really good. You know, good to know. He,
2: good to know. His good name know. is
0: Jordan. And he. I'm, I'm not going to compare him to anybody, but he glides like Michael used to. You know, when Mike ran, it didn't have He had no effort. It looked like he was running on top of the floor instead of running on the floor. You know what I mean? And that's we, we have
2: moved. a we have a we have a solid recruiting class this year. Oh, no doubt. Um, yeah, I think I think we're 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 ranked sixth in the country, but we all know on this phone, those rankings mean absolutely nothing, right? Um, and, and until you get in the gym, you know, and um, you know, get busy because, you know, you know, th- those people that are already that have already been there, you know, it's not like there there's a welcoming mat in terms of giving you playing time. So yeah, it's all, it's always interesting how those things yeah. work out.
1: Yeah. So today, today's topic, we're going to talk about the NIL new ruling that the NCAA has rolled out, and, and, and I'll just say it's about damn time. Um, so uh, we have a great perspective because Gene's background, and, and, I, and we didn't really cover it, but is in branding. So that's a big part of some of the things that we're going to start seeing. The general public, I think, has no idea what's about to hit them. But I think us as former athletes all know that, A, this was well long overdue and it's about time the NCAA caught up with what the court said a long time ago in the Ed O'Bannon case, which was players are allowed to make money off of their name, their image and their likeness. (laughs) So Chris, why don't you speak to it as as far as what you are aware of now about this NIL agreement? Well, I mean, basically these, you can, you can partner with local
3: brands, local companies, anybody that wants to do a deal with you um, to to represent. I think it's a game changer. Um, right. For, for all the players that are coming into college basketball. We always, we were all those athletes that you went to school and you couldn't, you, you barely had any type of money in your account if you had that. So right. um, or to be able to, to be able to, to benefit off of this now, is, I think it's a game changer. Um, I
0: just hope they got some tax people, you know? <laughs> you know what? That's something that nobody's talking about, Chris, yeah. because some of these guys, you know, especially if you're talking about the SEC conference, the football conference in right. the SEC, those guys are going to make big, big bucks because big money. there's no pro teams in, in most of those cities where those colleges are located, and they are the pros uh, right. there. And right. they're gonna make pro-type money, and you better have somebody that knows how to handle taxes.
1: Yeah, otherwise so. you could have
0: other problems. You might not make the league because you'll be someplace else on vacation somewhere. Exactly. You know? it's, it's
3: it's really interesting to see, you know, it, it's, it's, as much as the gate is wide open now. Yeah, somebody has to be educating these kids on how to be to doing this, so it doesn't <laughs> set them back in a major way. Um right. that's something I thought about, you know, because now everybody's ooh, ooh, ooh. you know, gimme, 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 gimme. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to be, what kind of plan is going to be put in place by individuals or even, I don't know what, what, what coaches or even universities would be doing in this situation, how they organize this in any way.
1: Well, I've, I've, I've heard, that, I heard that some of the schools have tried to organize like advisors, much like you had an academic advisor. They're starting to put advisors together to help the young men, women, uh, you know, basically not make huge mistakes and to educate them on some of the um, I'll call them trappings but you know like taxes and some of the other things that could come about uh, I, in fact I read that Georgetown really was way ahead of the curve on this. Gene you want to talk about that?
2: Oh, I, mean, I, I just want to go back to, to yeah. the, way, the way Chris started uh, the conversation which is um, the first advice that I would give to the young people, the student athletes, is to think local, right? I mean, we cover what we see the most. So for me, it's like, you wanna start local with those local businesses um, and tap into it in a very organic way. If you're constantly going to a restaurant or a food shop that you enjoy, um, the next thing you know, you might have a sandwich named after you. You're able to tap into that. the, whatever the university will bring in, to me, I'm always leery of because it's, it's kind of like if you're doing therapy and your therapist didn't grow up the way you did. Well, it's going to be hard for you to kind of talk to me if you, we don't have similar experiences. So I think as long as the university is including student-athletes, former student-athletes in that conversation, it could be very useful particularly uh, student athletes that have gone on to play professionally. Wouldn't be someone like Lisa. Um, but um, I'm not here to talk about, uh, you know, what I do personally, I'm here to share. Um, I had mentioned earlier um, that um, I had the opportunity to speak to Howard University men's basketball team yesterday. And I was essentially preparing them with tools to deal with this whole NIL that has basically opened up a whole a way of opportunities, and the first thing Chris stated was taxes. Like you gotta know how you're gonna be taxed because the taxes are different in every state, right? <laughs> and you have you have to know that it may be better for you to set up an LLC, a, c- a company on your own, initially. So again, you're in control of it. You don't want your you don't want your girlfriend or your brothers involved in terms of handling your money. Or you want someone on the professional tip. It's it's for every two dollars you make, you want to save a dollar. It's some real basic stuff.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Um, So that's kind of how the presentation went, and that's something you know I hope the universities take advantage of because they have former athlete, former student athletes that can come in and and speak to this personally versus a professional external service that you're probably paying the grip for. So and we've had some. Had some conversation Chuck and Sonny about this yeah. offline, so it's like it's going to be the wild, wild west for a minute, like it's going to be wide open. Um, so I would be aggressive versus you know, waiting for the instant to figure out what the NCAA is going to do. Obviously, Congress had an opportunity to chime in on this and they passed on it, so
1: um,
2: it's going to be crazy. It's probably going to be more corruption than it was before, yeah. Um, so I, I, the on purpose, yeah,
1: I, I on think. Purpose. NCAA right now is almost like, okay, we're going to let this thing go crazy. And on, and, and at some point, they're going to say, hey, listen, NCAA, you guys got to bring it back in. So absolutely. I think they're absolutely setting it up so that all the all the, the possible cheating, stealing, illegal things that go on, and then they're going to be saying, oh, oh, we'll come in and we'll help you out now. That's what I think.
0: Well, okay. There are some rules. I mean, you, can, you can't sign with an agent, but you can use them as a broker, you know which is... Fuzzy math to me i mean I. I mean, that's fuzzy because that it's fuzzy. agent go, is going to want to
2: get paid right yeah.
0: yeah and not only that but it's one of those things that you got a guy that's going to go to the league you may want to sign you know i don't know if he can sign's not the right word but agree to a uh, you know working with this guy after he gets out of school um you know what's interesting you cannot use the university cannot be involved with any of your deals you know so that you can't wear university gear when you're doing a commercial for a used car place There's certain things you can't advertise like, you know, cigarettes and vaping and um, alcohol stuff. Um, And also the coaches can't uh, get involved. So in other words, if a kid from Villanova puts something on social media, Jay can't tweet it out on his social media to help the kid out. That's a no, no. You can't do all that stuff. Um, And some of these guys have set up some incredible deals. There's a guy named D. Eric King, who's the quarterback from the University of Miami. He, he was the first guy to ink a $20,000 uh, endorsement deal. Mm-hmm. And the guy's smart. He's the quarterback, right? So he worked out a deal with a, with an alum uh, down there that's got a business that his offensive linemen are getting paid. You know, mm-hmm. so he'll take, he'll take a big piece of his um, payday and share it with his old linemen so he doesn't get killed uh, during the game because it's going to create a lot of animosity amongst teammates, you know, Chris, if you go home and, and your guys are, are talking to you and Gene, you know, Sonny's your teammate and Sonny's getting paid $50,000 and you're getting paid five, you know, you know, they're going to be in your ears saying, Hey man, you know, you're, you're as good as Sonny For Pete's sakes. How come he's getting 50 grand and you're only getting five? What's it? You should be, all, I'd be up screaming and yelling. And all of a sudden the infrastructure of the whole team could crumble based on something like that. You know, hey, is that kind of stuff happening. I absolutely I probably would be like yo why he getting 50 and I'm getting five
3: absolutely right. that's the natural instinct is to 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 wonder why you're not getting the same thing I also think it, it allows a lot of entrepreneurship you know mm-hmm. if you can't wear a Villanova brand you can't wear a Georgetown brand that's going to be a lot of people selling their own merchandise yeah yep. and they on- should yeah, and they should. You know, I think that's going to be even more so than them trying to get endorsements. You can just control
0: the whole chain. You know? you know, you you look at, you know, starters on a team whether it's a football team or a basketball team. If somebody's got a little bit of a, a personality and's got already got a couple of 100,000 followers on on any particular social media, he's going to get paid more money that might be a, to a guy that might be a better player but might have a dud of a personality yeah. and only has you know, 2,000 right. followers. That's a, wonderful,
2: that's a wonderful point. But again, if you're creative, right, entrepreneurship, if you're creative, that person is the dud of a personality that may be a better player. The opportunity to collaborate with the dude who may be more stylish, more fashionable, presents itself right there in your own locker room. That's a so good point. It, so it's one of those things where if you're bringing in someone that does not have that that, that vision, right? You're just basically going, me, 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 me. The guy who's tech savvy on the crew, that's, you guys don't curse on your show, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's the guy that I'm hooking up with. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny, why are you laughing? I had that. That's
1: ass. great, man. That's good. Um, that's good. That's <laughs>
2: so, so it's one of those things where you're going to need to think outside of the box because, again, this is brand freaking new, right? Mm-hmm. So the more people that you know, the more opportunity to collaborate. So case in point, if I know Chris, Chris Wright doing, you know, his DC days, Chris Wright, one of the few cats that's ever been all met all three years in high school, right? Um, Chris Wright, the first cat with their mess, salute, ever playing the league the storytelling ability is off the chain. But if you're not thinking like that, you're basically going, okay, you know, Chris Wright's playing the Emily now, that's all we're gonna talk about. So again, that that's my point about the university has to know that whatever external people you bring in, they gotta know the history of the program. Because if not, the story, story sells, content is king right now. The Big East Rewind is killing it on content dog talk is killing it on content part the locker room is just you know we slowly pedal my point being is the more stories you tell merch product all that can be conveyed through those, those you can monetize it is my point so you, mm-hmm. you need you need uh, professionals but you know you need people who have gone through that process so again, just, if you're just thinking about the straight line, you're gonna miss all the other opportunities. hmm
0: Yep, yep.
1: I, mean, well, I, think, it, I think the social media, let's, let's face it, right? Let's say, Chris, you're going to school at you know, University of Virginia, and you walk in and you have half a million Twitter followers and, and you know 800,000 Instagram followers. You could crush it with, it could be your own brand, It could be a small brand. Uh, It could be a, you know, an energy drink. It could be a million different things. It could be Nike and they could be an Adidas school. So you'd have to wear it off your off time, but you know, you're walking around campus, you're taking pictures. I mean, those things could really be exponentially huge. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I wonder what the rules
3: will be in terms of coaching Or the staff in terms of like if I'm a Nike school, if I'm a Nike athlete, say I go to Duke or something like that. They're one of the major, major uh, Nike contracts and the guy gets a deal deal with Puma. Right. Is that is that something that's going to be allowed as some or they're going to be certain? You know, it's so many it's so many questions I have that will pop up just as time will go on. Because I'm like, we gotta,
2: re- we, we gotta reasonably assume, we gotta reasonably assume if you know George Snow's a Jordan school or Nike school, right? You ain't gonna be able to rock. You ain't gonna be able to rock nothing else. I mean, wow. that's just
3: off the court, you can't do that off the court. If we rock Jordan, off the court, I well, can't you, wear,
1: I can't wear Adidas. No, because you're right. still you're still repping the right. university. All... No, no, I, I just right. disagree. I disagree. I agree that's with Chris.
3: That's that's where we at. I, I know what Gene
1: is saying. There's no way I, we're wearing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anytime you perform for, as a Georgetown athlete, you're right. wearing Georgetown gear. But right. if you're going to your classes and you're wearing and rocking whatever you want on my social media, I'm rocking maybe,
3: this, yeah. I'm rocking this. Somebody got something local. I can't do that. Why not?
1: Right. Now, how about now? Here's my next question. Let's go to high school. Let's say you're you're in high school and you play on a Under Armour uh, AAU team. So you're an Under Armour guy, right? So Under Armour. Why would why wouldn't Under Armour want to give you money and get you an Under Armour guy for life? Because they know what's what's going on afterwards. And regardless of the school you go, you can wear Under Armour in your room, Under Armour on your campus. I, I, I mean. So, that has, so be that has to be I'll
3: so I'll motivated before you go to school. obviously, like if you're getting recruited, if you're an unarmored guy, like my high school is unarmored. Um, yeah. I'm in the St. John's. Oh, Kevin Plank actually went to my high school. So it's unarmed. You you go through unarmored, they want to make you a, a household name. Yeah. But then you go to North Carolina for basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, what are they going to say over there? Is Hubert Davis going to say where you're, you're, you're uh, Unarmored, yeah.
2: But if I'm if I'm managing you, I if I'm, if I'm the person that's in your ear, if I'm consulting you. I'm basically saying, why you can't curse on here, right? I'm basically saying, why would you want to rock Under Armour when they may be out of business in five years? If you want to take the money and run, cool, take the money, but that's going to be short money. If you're building a brand, which we all are. Big East Rewind is a brand. Chris Wright is a brand. Gene Smith is a brand. Sonny Sparrow is a brand. If I'm building a brand, I got to make intelligent decisions. What has Under Armour really done for Steph Curry to make you go, wow? Steph Curry's paid, without a doubt. But in terms of, just think of Steph Curry with Mike. That's mind-blowing. So the only point I'm saying is that sounds great. But I'm going to ask that athlete, what's your strategy? Like, what's your what's your why? What are you interested in? What, uh, if, if it's just a money grab, shit, I'm a hustler at, at heart. I get that. But then I'm going to have something on deck for after that two-year deal with Under Armour runs out. Yeah.
1: Because it, just – pardon me? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Money grab. Get your money now, right? Get your money. Money today yeah. is better than money tomorrow, right? Money today. But if,
2: but if you're building a brand, Under Armour, in the streets, is not a popular brand. You, you saw when Chris was talking Under Armour at St. John's, he had a little bit of distaste in his mouth. Just a little. <laughs>
3: because,
2: because ain't nobody rocking Under Armour on the street. So, yeah, you can be the guy in Under Armour, and you're collecting that tech. But your kids are wearing Jordans at home, right? So it's kind of one of those things where okay, the long what's the long play? What's the short play? What's the medium oh, yeah. range play? That's those are point. all con- those are all conversations that need to be had. Um, well, and I, and again, those are great conversations if the person that you're conversing with knows the whole landscape. Yeah, be- because oh. again, I'm trying. I'm trying to get uh, ball players. To do what Jalen Brown is doing, Jalen Brown is is, is is in the tech world. He went to to Berkeley, so it makes all the sense in the world. So, case in point, if I go to Georgetown, I need to be reaching out to that that Georgetown business base. Yeah, tapping into to the lawyers and, tap, yeah. and all types of things where, for the most part, athletes are not expected to be right. So, so again, these are the kind of conversations that I just don't think. Um, you know, the average Joe Blow is going to have with the kid. Because the kid is like, what you going to get me right now? And what I get you right now might not be the best play. Right. So, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Again, just having been around, it, I was fortunate enough to see the whole Jordan thing in the initial stages. And a lot of this is, is luck. You know, you hear people like David Falk talk about how they scripted this thing nobody, this thing happens the way it happens. And the more authentic and the more original, it's like, I, I digress, but if I, if I if I had Chuck Everson at Villanova, I would take that highlight reel when you dogged out Patrick Ewing at the Palestra. Yeah. And I would take that highlight reel and that would become some type of signature line. Like, um, Like I would explode that, like I would take advantage of the moment that's what guys have to take advantage of the moment everything doesn't have to be i got someone coming for two years if you have a good game you should be online selling something right away those are those are the kind of things that can be in play.
0: most of the things most of the things that people are working on is all social media stuff i mean you guys know barstool sports has brought a bunch of guys in including colin gillespie and but what they did and you know i'm kind of trying to, try to figure out what they're where they're going with this they did d1 through d3 athletes yeah field hockey players vo- girl women's volleyball um all different kinds of sports and it's all based on social media and your how many hits are you going to get on yeah. your social media you I, and,
2: and again th- that, that that's the that's an okay strategy but again the devil's in the details i probably go a little bit deeper because if i take someone with less followers and they're more—they're more authentic, right? They actually have a message. Like they're on—they're yeah. on trend. Again, to me, that's more viable than someone that has a million followers because we do know people buy followers.
0: Yeah. So
2: yeah, yeah I, again, I think it's an awesome time. Um, I know I would have been selling some Jean Hackman
0: T-shirts back then. <laughs> in the <'80s. laughs> well, Let me ask you this, Jean. I got <laughs> one. Let me ask you this. Let me this. You know. Go ahead, you go ahead, Sonny.
1: Let me ask this. I I put this to a friend of mine. I said, okay, you know how universities go after, you know, the big donors, the big supporters. And and a lot of those people are businessmen. So let's say, Gene, you run a steel company, right? And I'm Georgetown. I need you to donate so I can upgrade my facilities. And you now say, you know what? I'm going to hire the basketball players and I'm going to give my money directly to the players. So now I'm not really a resource for the university to help them upgrade their facilities. So now I got my, my university is competing with an athlete who's, who's getting a scholarship for the same money. Mm-hmm. That is gonna be a problem. At some point in time, that's gonna be a problem for some schools. Yeah. But for, 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 for an athlete, that's a good problem. No question, right? no mean, question. It's good for I mean, us, I, but the universities I are getting involved the
2: university the universities and the NCAs have been eaten.
1: You know? I know.
2: They've been eating they've been eaten for a long time. That's why what you said earlier, Sonny, this is kind of like you let genie out of the bottle and why did you do that? So it's almost like so you're going to bring it back in to try to you know try to control it in a way that okay you're going to point to corruption and all the things that were going on before, but now you're going to highlight those things. Yeah. To me, I'm saying to the athlete, if somebody is willing to do business with you now, have someone with you that is versed in this game, in this landscape. Yeah. And it really, because it always baffles me. You know, um, most NBA contracts, you have an agent and the agent is responsible for your branding and marketing. Normally what they do is they leave it up to the brands to tell you, the athlete, what they have in mind. Okay, what this NIL has done is allowed athletes to formulate their own story. So now when you go to a brand, I'm stepping to the brand as a partner. Yeah. Versus what do you have for me? <laughs> and for some people that might be challenging because some people prefer to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're not getting those type, if you're not having those type of conversations, then you're not going to you're not going to maximize this opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but like I'm I'm listening to you guys, and you know I'm going to be devil's advocate for a second, you know.
2: You're really good what at happens- that, Chuck, especially with that solarium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, ha- what happens to the teams that you're playing on if you're focused on? Your marketing strategy, you know, you're supposed to be a student athlete, you know. The guy's not going to want to go to class if he if he's figuring out how much dough he's going to make by putting on something on, you know, Instagram or whatever. Oh, hey, or you and, make, 10 and, and sign the, what, yeah. make 10 grand yeah. signing autographs. What, say again? You make 10 grand signing autographs.
1: I'm out. Yeah, oh, right. I'm so, about yeah. that, too.
3: I'm thinking about, like, if you imagine at the level, at the Big East level, these guys are basically coming in with the whole team at this point. If they if they really want to get serious about the NIL platform and what they can do, they're coming in with a marketing guy, they're coming in with somebody. That's part of like their package when you're going to college now. They're, some people are going to take it to that extreme. So yeah. can you imagine the division that's already assembled for a team that's I mean, it makes
0: a coaching job a whole lot harder, obviously. A lot harder. You know, and you know, listen in the SEC, um, the coaches are, are afraid of kids leaving their programs to go to other programs where they're going to get make more money i said and and now they have the portal forgiveness you know this is the year you get your extra year what's to stop me from from you know leaving one school and jumping over to another because i'm going to get more dough over there because they maybe my my school where i'm at has a pro team that we're not going to be looked at like they do the pro athletes and now i go to a, a team in a rural area you know where I am the pro, like we said before. I mean, that's something that that's that's concerning for the for the coaches and also you know Jay was on the show with us and Jay, Jay made a comment about you know the, you know the locker room being torn apart and trying yeah. to keep a culture that they worked very hard to build as a we culture. You know you know the, the, he, he has guys come in there to be better better basketball players, better men, better people. You know that kind of stuff. There was nowhere in in the culture that says we're here to to make money. we we want you to make money. We want you to make as much as you can within the confines of the team concept. You know what I mean? It's 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 going to be tricky, man. It's really going to be tough. Well, well
2: the only thing I would add, add, add to that chunk is, is that wasn't devil's advocate. That was just spot on. That was yeah. spot on. But I but I think the reality for us, the the the, the, the four individuals on this call. With the programs that we come from, yeah. it would be more advantageous for you to benefit from that that historical component that that our programs present. But again, it's all storytelling. If you jump ship to go to another, it's it's like the it's like what we have now with the portal. The portal's off the chain. 20 28% of people were were transferring. Like it's crazy. And this NIL, I don't think it will exasperate that, but it will be challenging. But you'll have people transferring, thinking they're going to get more dough. And then when they get there, there'll be no dough. So I, I just think there'll be a learning curve. But yeah. I think for programs that are traditionally strong, they'll be able to benefit. But again, if you go to Kentucky, there ain't shit going on in Kentucky, but the, the, the Kentucky Derby, and,
0: right.
2: right? So I mean, As- yes, that. Yeah, but that may come into play, but perhaps we going to Kentucky anyway.
0: Right.
2: So it's, it's kind of a moot point. I, I just think it's one of those things. I want to go back, you know, what, what Chris was talking about. If you're not showing up with some type of team, and that team could be one person. doesn't need to be right. six or seven people. Um, I think, you know, again, I, I, and again, depending on what type of player you are, um, that, that that person may show up. Midway through the season and may show up before the season starts. It's just one of those deals where if you're a number one recruit, if you're the number one guy coming out of your class, you'll probably have a team already set up anyway. Yeah. But if you're Gene Smith with one scholarship offer, you know, I'm gonna to have to go to the school and build my story. Right? And if I'm if I'm savvy enough or have an opportunity to transfer someplace else, that'll be based on whatever, I was able to make work at the, the, the spot I was at. I just, I, again, these are all, to me, for an athlete, good problems. But it's going to come down to the, the, the consultation you have around you.
3: Now, I, was, I will say this. As a coach, I, don't, I was just thinking about I don't think it really changes your job too much as a coach because the main philosophy, I think, of any coach is to recruit talent and to develop talent. Now, in terms of what you're recruiting and developing, I think the criteria now has to be, you know, changed and altered into what's going on in today's today's game and what these kids are doing. So I think now I can see, you you know, if, if any one of you guys are going on a recruiting visit, they're talking to you about your image and likeness and how we can provide this and how we provide this. So I, I just I'll be curious to see now what the conversations that these coaches are having with these players, with these parents, in yeah. terms of whatever, you know, or who's whoever their caretaker is, uh, pretending to how they can help them elevate. Because now it's almost like you gotta really, it ain't about winning a championship no more. Right. <laughs> it's about, you know, branding it and setting yourself up so that you can make these right connections to have a long-term partnership, like Gene was saying, instead of it just being a time period.
1: Look, Gene, you're, you're
3: muted, Gene. You're muted.
2: That's old age, um, Chris. Winning the chip, the more you win, winning is is dollars, yo. Oh no,
0: no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, if but, they had this, uh, no offense to either you two guys, but if they had this in '85, we all would have been, you know, making money on that. You know, you know, Gene. Come on, <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I cannot get so, through
2: a show with, with without Chuck remembering '85. <laughs>
0: you know,
1: I mean. So let me let me let me ask you this, right? So we got Syracuse, we got Villanova, we got Georgetown. Villanova, Philadelphia, you got tons of pro sports teams.
0: Yeah, then You guys
1: are Washington. You guys got your fair share. Syracuse got bupkis, right? So you're a big fish in a little pond. The opportunities should be endless. Now, I'm recruiting a kid to go to Syracuse, and although I can't be involved, I certainly can mention, I believe you're going to have a lot more opportunities to earn income in our community than you are at some of these other city schools to me there's no question there's an imbalance yeah. i'm
2: doing air conditional commercials all day long <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i i think you're right sonny I mean, you know that that's that goes without saying so we'll see <laughs> down down the road how many chips syracuse wins because they should get the better players if they got guys that are going to make more money there if that's if that's what this is all about you know chris yeah. i'd be interested to hear from you on you're playing professionally in italy for the last you know 10 years or so Mm -hmm. how do you go about building your brand when the main language in that country that you're playing in is not english how do you do that well like you said um winning (laughs)
3: careers (laughs) all um you know you win and you become someone basketball is a universal language you know i always use basketball even as a kid like that's how you get to talk to the girls and stuff. Like <laughs> if you get on the court, and everybody likes you. Hell yeah! Then, you know that's the language that you need to talk to. That's the that's the the groundbreaker. So it's the same thing at a different level when it comes to European sports. They understand and appreciate someone that works, someone that cares about winning, someone that competes. It's the same universal language. So you build your brand by them now remembering your number. And then remembering your last name, you know, they like, you know, for a long time, I wore number 11 in Italy. So it's Undici, Undici, right. They say Undici, right. You know, oh, bra, you know, Bello, but, you know, they all, oh, you know, the Italian saying. So it's really, you build your brand by your play as a professional because you don't have the local connections to these uh restaurants or these brands or whatever it's it's a different environment when it comes to branding and all that stuff in European sports because of just the rules (laughs) and just uh, the overall layout with the government and stuff so it's it's a different thing but you build your brand by winning by playing well you know you have your little events that you have to do and all that stuff so you can talking to people and fans always want
1: to interact with you just naturally, it's a very passionate fans, especially in Italy. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You you approach it differently. You have a different mindset yeah. because, like, and this is going to happen in college. You're going to know how can I do this? Like Gene's talking about telling my story, building my base, and then ultimately capitalizing on it. Right. Yeah. So we win. There's a like you said, Gene. Right. There's a moment where Chuck is handling Patrick. He can he can blow that up. So you can take these moments. And then as a, as that entrepreneurial spirit is, parlay that into uh, meet and greets, um, you know, a, a t-shirt. A, it can be a book.
3: You book, know,
1: you can have everything. a whole little mini series or blog or
3: any type of book explaining, you know, him going to work on on, on Big Pat, you know, or anything happening. That, that can be anything. So, I mean, you can brand in so many ways. Yep. <laughs> Yep. No matter of how you want to really have your portfolio and what you can what can over actually really just knowing your network too and knowing there you, that
2: there, there you go there you go you know there you
1: go but the wheels start turn you know the wheels are stuff, and that's the, the beauty of it i think right i mean, I mean for, for,
2: for, for for chris as soon as you as soon as you get off the plane there are going to be people there who are going to be so happy to see you and depending right. on what type of business they're in that's the opportunity to connect. That's an opportunity to partner up.
3: Right.
2: And again, this is this is like your redeemed tour. Right. right. So um, just based on what I've seen online in terms of how they, how excited they are. I mean, right. just the opportunity to, to to maximize that is front and center. But this is what I, uh, I want to piggyback off the check a little bit, Chris, and ask you this. Do you see um, the NCAA? dramatically changing from its current you know amateurism like because europe is club sports for the most part right it's you are a club sport do you see the nca going in that direction or do you think it will continue to be viable right how do you i'm just trying to figure out how do you put this shit back in the box
3: i think i think right now you just let it kind of run its course i think that's what the nca wants to do um, just from just from the if I'm looking at it through my where where I can see it going I think they're letting it run its course to see how it's really going to work and where people are going to um what avenues people are really going to take and then they'll make rules based off of that uh because right now it's too open it's nobody it's everybody has a new idea everything you know and then when you put into the whole digital aspect of what can be done online and what it's so many different components, you know, it's, it's hard to regulate it at this moment. But once you start to see, once after, you know, a couple of years or something, once you start figuring out what are the lanes people are going to be in, then I think it will be more of a concrete uh, understanding of how it's going to be governed and how it's going to be run. Um, but right now i think they like all right let's see what's going to happen <laughs> you know we had to, we had to do this i don't know how much more bending at this moment the nca will do you know um, just to be honest that, that, that their hand
2: was forced yeah, yeah. it was forced i don't yeah, think it, they had to it, do it it just took too long
3: at this point or in any near future to to be you know
1: for people to be satisfied to me to me this is the best time because this is pure Gonna be pure capitalism, pure entrepreneur. No interruption. You know, push that envelope, push that envelope, push that envelope. Be super creative and 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 build it. And it's gonna. To, to me, it's gonna be really fun to see that happen. It's like the gold rush of college sports, man.
3: It's like it's like the era where you can do anything. Everything is possible, you know. Right. Everything is possible. Yeah. You really yeah. can make right. a killing off this.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's wild, and it's, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it flows, especially this first season, and yeah, you know, and 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 the repercussions over the next two to three years, four years. Uh, Chuck,
2: Chuck, you know, Chuck, let me goes. ask you this. Do, do you think there will be any um, coordination between a Villanova and a Georgetown, or a Georgetown and Syracuse in terms of, just think of all the historic, all the legacy we have with each other. Do you think it would be any opportunities to, to maximize that or, to, you know, to explore that? Or will we will we continue to just operate solely on our own platforms? Well, I, I think that,
0: that, I think that depends on the creativity of the student athlete. I mean, you know, I, I, that's what that's all about. I mean, listen, exactly. you, know, you have one of your guys that you played AAU ball with go to Georgetown and, you, and you're at Nova or Syracuse, say you know maybe you want to do something you know the combined boat i don't know how you would do it um with the distances and stuff and the and the and the time constraints of being 95, a
2: 95 baby we're all on the i95 <laughs> well yeah. So,
0: yeah. I, I mean you still got go to go you still got to go to class if you want to make money you still got to go to class to stay in school you can't get thrown out of Ooh. school and then you make nothing you know i don't you know, know it's
1: but you're going to have but you're going to be dealing yeah. with like licensing you're going to be dealing with copyright, trademark, right yeah so if gene comes up with hey you know like the hoya paranoia let's say you let's say you you trademark that well that then that becomes your revenue right but if you don't it's a good idea that everybody steals and it's gone so right. i think i mean the really clever people are going to have great advisors somewhere i don't know if it's the university i don't know if it's from their boys i don't I,
0: Someone somewhere is going to make out really well because they have great advisors that's helping the, them. The university, to my knowledge, the way it was told to me was they can't get too involved with that stuff, Sonny. I mean, it's kind of. Chuck, you know crazy.
2: that. But Chuck, they know that. You know, you know, Rolly would be involved. You know, Chase going to be involved. Yeah, come on. Sure I'm
0: they just are. saying. This is- <laughs> Paeheim, <Paeheim's laughs> not going to be involved, Sonny. I'm just giving you the perspective of a former player. That's it. That played for. The little Italian guy, you know, and uh, but
2: you know, the little Italian and, guy, would and
0: who hey, gets very good seats to all the Villanova <laughs> game. You know what I'm saying, Gene? Yes, sir. Get yes sir. Crack, my friend,
2: now, I mean, you, <laughs> hey, you don't waver, my friend, you do not waver. I'm
0: loyal, blue and white, <laughs> all the way. So. <laughs> But, to you know, know, told us two things, family and loyalty, you know, not necessarily so, in that order.
1: But if a guy has an idea and they go to coach and they're going to ask him a question, I can't see any coach in the country not saying, listen, you should probably follow that up with so-and-so. You right. Know, at least putting them in the right position, maybe the right person or right. someone in that community. Like when I was at Syracuse, I knew a couple of lawyers because we had to enlist them at a certain point my freshman year, you know, it wasn't me per se, but it was another teammate. That's the only reason I knew a lawyer, but that would have been my first call. Right. You know, right. so I could see coaches not involved, but helping get them in the right direction. It's just human nature.
2: I, yeah, it's just human nature. These are your guys, yeah. like, are you not gonna advise them the best, thing, best that you can? My only concern is if I'm a Nike school, right? My advice can't just be, yo, know, go talk to the Nike people. Like I have to be more savvy. And most coaches are, right? They, 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 particularly the really good ones. So again, to your to your point, son, it's gonna be the advice, the consultation you get. Who you surround
0: yourself.
1: Yeah. Now let's yeah. let's, say, let's say, but let's say Nike says, you know what, we're not going to have a contract with Syracuse anymore. We're going to have a contract with this player, that player. That they're going to have individual contracts with players, and we're going to take the universe. I mean, that could happen. That's a very yeah, possible. Uh, no. Why would they do that? What? What? Uh,
3: you know, why would you want to take away the whole, the whole contract of the entire
1: team for? Well, you you make individual contracts with each guy. That's what I'm saying. I. I
0: I don't think that that's going to happen because the schools Could. won't let the universities, won't let that happen. Yeah. That's that, mean, that, the that universities that. are, are made. Like you said, the universities but, are making big money on this.
1: But if the if those, if those contracts say, listen, yeah. this is a better way to skin the cat. We save money. We lock guys up long-term and we get our product out in front of everybody. Saying,
2: I mean, he's not
1: off base because
2: you're cutting again, out the middleman. Cutting out the middle. Oh, man. I
0: realize what you're saying.
2: Not not the middleman. Don't get me wrong. The universities that are represented on this call, <coughs> that, that might not happen. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. But if I'm fucking McNeese, excuse me, if I'm McNeese State, right, <laughs> and I got a Chris Wright, and he's the, he's the, he's the dopest cat on the crew, all right. I want is Chris Wright. Yeah. Right, uh,
1: right, right. You know,
2: but, it's, it's going it's to it's vary.
1: Right, but you can get Chris Wright if you give some of his teammates, you know, just, you know,
2: well, I'll just tell Chris to take care
0: of that. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think that there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out um, in the wash with this thing. I don't think yeah. the four of us are going to solve this here today, but no. it was a great discussion uh, on the NIL. And, I mean, it, it's something that's it's a hot topic right now in sports um, and, and everybody's talking about it. I'm glad that you guys were able to come on and share the fo- our forum with us to uh you know to talk them through um you know with with a couple of old school big east guys and and one right fairly new guy Chris right you're not as old as the rest years of us out, That's I'm two years out. out now which is crazy. Yeah. So well kind of getting on the uh, other side. Well when you when you're thirty five years out like Gene then then uh-huh. you can <laughs> – Hey listen <laughs> we're Gene. gonna wake up to pee, then we'll have a
1: conversation.
0: Yeah with Honey <laughs> you- <laughs> So, you know, and listen, it, you know, you look at look at us, you know, you know, me and Sonny are all gray now and uh, you know Gene. Yeah,
1: you put your hand down, Gene. <laughs> I have a
2: one year old. <laughs> does that give me some points?
0: It I'll does. give you points for that. That's right. <laughs> it does. So so let, listen, it's again.
2: No, no, I just have to say I thank you every time I talk to you guys up everywhere I go. Um, I hope somebody at the Biggie's just takes this and uses it at their, their Big East intro thing they do with the freshmen. Um, I wanna, again, I, I hope you guys continue to get well. I definitely want to give Chris Wright a shout out. Um, best of luck going back to Italy. Yep. If you guys get a chance to check out Dog Talk, please do. It's, it's awesome. It's the best Hoya content online. Um, but again, Chuck and Sonny. You guys are killing it. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, I, w- I,
3: w- I would like to say uh Chuck and Sonny, thanks, uh Gene. Of course, you know, you my man, we talk often, and um I appreciate you guys having me on here. You know, this was great for me just to hear your perspectives um from some fellow Big East guys, even though Qs is, I don't know where Qs is now. Y'all don't even want to be a part of us no more. Old
1: <laughs> school.
3: I don't know what that is, but you know, um, no, I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to meet you guys. And the conversation is, is, was very informative. Um, I I hope the best for these kids in the future with this, but I see a lot of, it's going to be very volatile. (laughs) I think it's going to be very volatile and, and, and hopefully these kids will have some type of idea of what they're doing and, um, you
1: know, make some good decisions and, and better themselves. Yeah, Chris, hit me up. We got some relatives in Lake Como, so if you uh, okay. need any help or any advice on some restaurants, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I we all
2: network, about.
0: Yo. you see that? Did you see that, Gene? The Orange Man is helping out the horse. How smooth day. that was.
2: Yeah.
0: That <laughs> was seamless, man.
1: That was seamless. It was very, it was very it
0: smooth.
2: So seamless, so, smooth. so <laughs> seamless. And with that, with that, with that energy, happy belated birthday to Michael Graham, and
1: yeah, Andre, and Andre Hawkins. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Yes,
0: you my guys. Know, I, texted, I actually texted both of those guys yet, uh, the other day. So okay, yeah, that's great. So listen, yeah, I, you know, it's Thank always you. fun. I never thought I'd say this, you know, Sonny, you know, 25, 30 years ago, it's always fun hanging out with the Hoyas. Uh, you know, we always have a good time with Gene and whoever he brings with them uh, from Hoya Nation. And we appreciate you guys uh, more than you'll know. Um, this was a little bit off topic for what we normally do, but we thought it was important that we get this message out and talk about this as it is a big topic uh, today in college sports. It's gonna so change for the daily. Big East, go ahead, son.
1: It's going to change daily. We got to keep tabs on it.
0: It's gonna, that's right. It's going to change daily. Mm-hmm. So for the Big East Rewind, I'm Chuck Everson and my partner in crime is Sonny Sperra. We thank you for being with us. Thank Gene Smith and Chris Wright mm-hmm. for hanging with us. Everybody have a great day. The Big East Rewind was produced and directed by Daryl Gurney and Nick Chico-Chorus. Um, you can check us out on YouTube. Um, please hit like and subscribe when you check out the videos, or you can go to wherever you get your podcast from, whether it be Spotify or iTunes. And for comments or questions, you can email Sonny and I at BigEastRewind at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day.